Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. Do the can cap. There we go. This episode brought to you by Bang. But potent brain and body fuel. I don't I don't know if that's true. The juice every young bang baby needs to, to grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it won't turn you in slowly but surely into a weird morphing superhero. With purple. Something to do with purple. Yeah, that's pro- yeah, probably. It's probably that um <laughs> the one that you see in the first episode that's just melting off a table that you never see again. <laughs> that sounds that's like me that every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh I guess we're probably part in, in we're in the podcast now at this point. <laughs> this is, we're, uh, we're in the uh, podcast uh, we're now. In the, yeah, you got it's it. Like, the, <laughs> we're doing a, an early Avengers well, Four. We're at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we. It, it's not as early for Ted, but we're doing a early morning version of this, so I'm sure that it'll be uh, extra exciting for you. This is the Twelfth Level Intellects podcast, and I'm James. <laughs> That's Ted. Uh, <laughs> um, then we're going to talk about the Elseworlds crossover today that just finished last night for us, so I barely had time to <laughs> make sure I could watch it. Uh, but first, did you know how Aquaman has r- reviews now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I did. And how uh, <laughs> did you? Was it one of your news stories that you were going to do? No. Or, okay, that's good. Because it has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's better than some DC movies. It's much better than a lot of them. There's, uh, I'm pretty sure, let me double check this. I think Batman v Superman has like 12 or something like that. Uh, It's pretty bad. Well, you'll find out. 27, that was higher than I thought, I guess. It's uh, it's not deserving of 27. Um, That's about Trump's approval rating. Oh, this is the, we talk about comics here. Uh, this is yeah. There's one review in particular I liked. Uh, it's it's a fresh review. It says Aquaman. Aquaman's as formulaic, excessively tra- excessively thrashy, and mommy obsessed as any other entry in the DCEU. Great. <laughs> I, I was like, what does that mean? Oh yeah, I guess it every other one is about Martha. people's moms. Yeah. Or, Martha uh, Curry. <laughs> Martha Curry. Yeah. <laughs> she is named after her. His real name is just Artha. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my only... <laughs> I don't really have much to say about it because we haven't seen it yet because it doesn't exist yet to us. Right. It's not out. But it same, will... The, 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 same the, with my piece of news. Yeah. Well, we well hang on. But the timing okay. for Aquaman is going to be oh. stupid for our podcast because it's going to come out next Friday... And the, like this coming Friday, and then we're gonna record the podcast like five days after that, and then it won't come out till like four days after that. <laughs> so like people yeah, are definitely yeah. searching Aquaman still. <laughs> but Maybe. Whatever. Yep, it'll be out there for a while. Okay, I'm done interrupting you. <laughs> well, I was gonna say Warner Brothers, as they do, like to announce uh, DC movies that they're developing that. That doesn't really mean uh-huh. we'll ever mm-hmm. see them, but you know, you know how they do. Uh huh. Um, Plastic Man. Plastic oh, Man what? is the latest <laughs> announcement. We're getting a Plastic Man movie. I can't get and... excited for any of these. I just go, oh, interesting. That, I know. That's last what time they announced. Like Blue Beetle. Now? Yeah. Blue Beetle <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. 
about Plastic Man? <laughs> um, I just read the six-issue Plastic Man miniseries that Gail Simone wrote um, that wrapped up about a month ago, and it was a lot of fun. Um, he is just, like, trying to... Uh, Plastic Man's running around trying to take care of this kid um, who... I don't know. Batman it's, it's carrying weird... a baby around a rooftop? In no? a way. Um, <laughs> but it was, like... This is like street kid, like Jason Todd type, um, who had like a lot of gender issues going on. This kid didn't know if it was a girl or a boy, and I thought you said helping it along the way. Issues. Oh no, no! <laughs> well, oh, I'm having a lot of problems sort of red, with some sort of red hair. <laughs> the cool part about the book, I mean, it was a good read in general. Gail Simone wrote Secret Six and stuff like that, but uh-huh. uh, had a group of villains called the Cabal that wasn't like the classic. Cabal, like, uh, was it like Black Mass and okay, like the I don't know, you know. I'm not conf- I'm not uh, familiar with the classic Cabal. <laughs> Sounds like a type of sausage or something. It, it does, yeah. <laughs> Kielbasa. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, but this I'll have group the classic is like Cabal skillet, please. Doctor Psycho and Doctor Hugo Strange and Queen Bee and, and Doctor, Amazo. Doctor. Um, and Dirt. It sounds know, really whatever. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a weird group of villains. It was a cool book. Plastic Man kills someone. Read it maybe. Uh, okay. Or, or watch the movie that might not come out. I feel like there's yeah there's just a, a guy sitting in an office at WB and they're like, we need ideas and he just sits there and goes, the Cabal, the classic Cabal. Yeah. <laughs> he just throws a name out there. He's just is like. Mm. <laughs> The dark stars. Like, oh, sir, we gotta start. Oh, and they'll just start going. To... Someone read Green Lantern number two. Yeah, we're not not really, but I know. What you're talking about. Um, in that book, the dark but stars. Speaking life. of movies that are like, probably actually happening, uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey has cast Charles Victor's Zazazes. It's, uh, I guess, a guy, Chris Messina. He's from the Mindy Project, even though I've not watched that. Um, that's the news. Cool. <laughs> he's he's going to uh, in the movie. It'll be fun to see him, hopefully, yeah. like, a little more purposeful, because Zaz is in the Dark Knight movies in the background. Is he in the classic Cabal, or no? No. Because well, Black, <laughs> Black Mask is in, we already know he's in this Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder if Zaz is going to be like a actual like character or just one of those like, oh, we're walking down the hallway at Arkham Asylum and look, it's that guy. But if they're mm-hmm. casting a known person, it's probably he has something to do, I guess. Maybe he's like the opening or small role, maybe thing to like schwa mm-hmm. before the, <laughs> the, credit, the opening maybe, credits. Maybe about as much as the KG Beast had to do yeah. in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stand there. I'll do it. Okay. Is that um, my, you have more? You have more things? Yeah, I had one more. Okay. Um, so Warner Brothers slash DC Entertainment, they actually do have a process for figuring out their new ideas. Oh. They have creative summits, and they're having one right now. Oh. And what's interesting, I found it interesting, is they. Uh, oh. They went up to Scott Snyder, the writer of Dark Knight's Metal. They went up to his little town in New York 
instead of having him fly down to meet them somewhere else because oh, for some yeah. reason he couldn't leave town. So they brought the summit to him, which I thought was kind of cute. <laughs> it looks like they rented out a home in like a funeral parlor or something. It's not a funeral parlor, like, but hey, it looks man, like it's something gonna very quaint. You're going to go to like quaint. the cabin and talk about movies. You want to come? No. No, they're going to have like basically a, a nine to five, a, like all day, like sit down at a desk and be like, all right, guys, we're planning out the next <laughs> what? six months of what Batman comics. What do we do? <laughs> like, I would love to be a fly on the wall. At one yeah, that, that sounds really cool. <laughs> Especially yeah. like, I wonder how, um, I mean, Jeff John seems like a personable kind of guy. Like he seems like a, he's mm-hmm. a nice chummy sort of dude, but he I seems I, easy I, enough to work with. Yeah, yeah so like the people who I would hope him. that he would not be a. It was just I wonder how much or at all uh, any of this kind of stuff has like gone to his head as like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm Jeff Johns. Like I, I got <laughs> my name is so like I put my name on something. People will do do do. Like I don't know, but like if he's if he sits he's in the had room, that sort of. Um... <laughs> Like, I guess they used to call it his Jeff Johns rebirth sort of stamp. Like, he could just yeah. take any character that DC has in their staple and just re- Well, yeah, like, there's that, like, Key and Peele, Stan Lee sketch where he just comes in and pitches characters, and they're yeah. all really, like, they're all just terrible, terrible things, like, no that no one would read about, and they're all, like, <laughs> old man-based and stuff. Like, I just wonder if Jeff Johns... <laughs> not that he would not that he does exactly that but if he just if they're just like yeah we got to have jeff johns in the meeting because if people hear we don't they'll be mad but if people hear we do they'll be mad so we just we got it. a c-list character we need to <laughs> yeah. make cool again <laughs> yep well there's um, uh there's a bunch of c-list c characters in the Elseworlds crossover. I don't know if we're no, ready to that's, dive that's in. a segue. A solid transition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this was a, the three-part crossover of the CW shows. They do it once a year. Um, the, I think this is the first time the Legends is not part of it, or at least in like recent memory. Because I know they started out just doing like, oh, the Flash and Arrow will cross over, mm-hmm. and then now that Supergirl's part of it, now we'll have them cross over. And now Legends, you know, like, but Legends was not part of it this time. They were just there right. doing their own thing on their own show, which I'm not watching. I'm not watching any of these, to be clear. <laughs> I purposely, I went on, I have to thank the Superhero Hype website that I have up in front of me because they uh, they have articles on every single episode after it comes out and it has like a very detailed synopsis. So I was just speed reading those for every episode of all three shows up until the crossover. That way I nice. knew what was going on and got all of the like, CW-esque romantic references throughout the crossover because there's a lot of those as usual. <laughs> the like, oh, we got to stop what's going on to have a conversation about our feelings for a second and that kind Always. of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had, um, I was kind of the same boat. I'd skipped around to watch a few. My roommate uh, has been watching the shows more than me. So every now and then yeah. I'll walk in and he's watching episode Arrow and I'll catch like part of it. But Yeah, so you've had at least a little bit more of a maybe idea <laughs> but yeah yeah but i I've, i still felt like i was able to dive into the crossover without really missing much important yeah the only thing that stood out to me was the 
the new Harrison Wells of this season is yeah. seems really annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know the character at all yet, but it's just just like I'm not a, sure how long he's been there either because they just did an episode where there was a bunch of different Wells. Okay. Around yeah, him, I, so. I had one of the synopses I read was just that they needed his help on something and then he lied to them immediately and then somehow he's still <laughs> around like i thought that was just gonna be like his only thing but mm-hmm. he has like a terrible fake french accent and he's <laughs> got stupid fa- he's just like he's just this a cartoon character he's got <laughs> three know. ex-wives <laughs> right yeah i guess that was a sl- sort of a, one of them on supergirls yeah Earth. which was kind of weird I, yeah. I, 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 okay, overall, it's good. I, I, there was, uh, there, the first, I think part one was my favorite in terms of like how well it was written. I think they did a really good mm-hmm. job of, um, just like they threw you right into, oh, Oliver Queen and Barry Allen have switched lives or whatever. And, and there's, and comedy ensues for, where the, in the ways that you'd think it would, but some ways yeah. not. And, uh, like, the, I don't know, there was just a lot of good, like, them making fun of each other's uh, like stereotypes, like the show, um, their personalities. Yeah, but yeah, but there was uh, there was something, some joke in particular. Uh, I think they're the like lightning you, rod with Barry. Yeah, that was kind of like you do. You really say that? That works. Like that's <laughs> and the like. But I then think, later in the episode, he doesn't. It works. And yeah. Like, yeah, but I just right. I, yeah, I like how Oliver's calling him out on like. Yeah, I don't think you can go. Like ten minutes without a like uh, emotional speech from your friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, I remember what it was. My favorite one was the uh, like uh, all well Oliver in Barry's body or whatever. All, uh, Stephen Amell <laughs> walks away <laughs> from the Star Labs room and then he turns around and all the people are just staring at him through the doorway and he's like, "What?" And, we're following you into the hallway. We th- we thought you needed a pep talk. <laughs> just like <laughs> the exact like this just happens every episode of the Flash. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm just glad to like oh I've missed like eight episodes of all three of these shows, but nothing has changed. Nope. <laughs> it's the nope, same it stays, show. Yeah. Stays classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um I agree, and I I uh, enjoyed all the little uh, references that they planted here yeah. leading up to um. I mean, I'm just going to jump to what we saw at the very, very end of <laughs> okay. Supergirl. It looks yeah. like we're going to have a crisis on Infinite Earths crossover yeah, I guess. in 2019. <laughs> They're just going awesome. for it. There's no... They're going for it. <laughs> yeah. We always knew they would. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but but now it's straight up, yeah. And so, like, the, the um, big bad guy here, his name is John Deegan. And mm-hmm. he is this Arkham scientist who's been doing experiments with the multiverse theory and whatnot. And ends up getting the Book of Destiny from the Monitor. Mm-hmm. And it's like very much like by the end of the crossover, it looks like John Deegan has been physically transformed into what Dr. Destiny usually Yeah, looks like I had to books. kind of research that to figure out what they were going for there, but it makes sense. It's John D. D. Yeah, in yeah. Justice League. Yeah, he's definitely Dr. De- Dr. Destiny, no doubt. Um, and I thought it was cool seeing the guy from Lost. It's the guy who plays um, Faraday. Oh, okay, lost. I knew I recognized it from something, but I was like, yeah. I don't care enough to look this up right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a weird looking was, guy, but yeah, he is. But it worked really well for this character. Mm-hmm. Just a like a mad drunk scientist. Well, for yeah. uh, for skipping around, I and mean, you're t- yeah, we're talking we about this already. <laughs> we're talking about the ending already. Uh, I couldn't. I could. 
I couldn't hold it back. Yeah. It's <laughs> exciting. Well, yeah. I'll hope to, well, let me look at, um, while I'm saying this, uh, the, 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 I didn't expect, um, for some reason, so there was a psycho pirate at the end. He says his classic mm-hmm. line from the, con- the crisis. Yeah, worlds comic. will die. Yeah. Um, worlds will die. There's a, I thought earlier in the episode, he showed up and he, you know, he, he's like running down the staircase and he's like, oh, the inmates are running the asylum now or whatever and puts his gold mask on. And I immediately thought that's the psycho pirate. But then nice. when he's fighting people, he has like a candy cane baseball bat or something. And he like hits someone over the head with it. And I was like, oh, is this Sportsmaster? I guess it's Sportsmaster. That's a bad like mask huh. for him. Why does he have a weird candy cane baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't have that and he said when he says that line i was like okay no it definitely is psycho pirate why do they have yeah. a like, candy cane baseball <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, when when uh the the third part ended on tv adam messaged me oh shit oh shit watch it all tonight oh shit <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and i so it's like i was like oh you know, is like Batman gonna show up at the end? Is there gonna be? Some, is the Anti Monitor gonna show up at the end? Like, is this something ridiculous? I think they it, name drop. Or they don't name drop the Anti Monitor, but I. I think yeah, that's they're what basically talking he's about. He's getting him, at right? yeah. And uh, but yeah, it was just the re- the title reveal or whatever. I did like that Batwoman was not did not end up being part of the like changes. Like she was actually she's actually does exist. The like the only main change was the um, Green Arrow Flash swap cat doing things yeah yeah blake <laughs> uh yeah the 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 green arrow flash body uh, okay that was that joke was overused a little too much the the like i don't know is it freaky friday or like quantum uh-huh. leap or something <laughs> uh <laughs> like i got it was funny the first couple times you do like two or three yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to keep they it's that's one of those like uh like what we were just talking about in our recent multiverse uh, video about how there's like fictional universes within fictional universes and maybe those fictional universes actually exist somewhere else in the multiverse mm-hmm. and that kind of thing is like they'll name drop so many different uh, pop culture things in these shows or other movies or TV shows as if this is the same world that we live in. <laughs> I really like looking right, in the background right. and your cat is just opening the door like a velociraptor. <laughs> anyway. He is a velociraptor. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, there's is as if yeah, all those things it, oh, it's just the the world you live in. We all have we have the same TV shows. Like even if they're like currently running TV shows, like oh some Game of Thrones topical reference that just happened on Game of Thrones. Like, uh-huh. But but you have superheroes and stuff. How is why are these shows? Why do they exist? Why do you need this escape from reality as much? I guess James edit this part out because the cat he had to throw a cat out of the room. <laughs> what? Is All right, that, that should be the last time okay. of that. <laughs> so let's see. Let me. I'm gonna go through and make sure. I, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff I miss. There's some good. Jokes Let's talk Batwoman. Yeah, okay. All right. She appears at the end of episode one, mm-hmm. but then episode two is kind of like her main focus, which was the arrow. Yeah, episode. but she wasn't in it as much as I thought, I guess. Like, they kind of bump, pump it up to in the all the press and all the mm-hmm. trailers and whatnot is like, 
oh my god, you gotta catch it. Batwoman's a big part of this, and she's in like three she's fourths of the ep- of one episode. Big part of it. <laughs> I guess so. Did you more did than you get... she was a bigger part than the '90s Flash because he was mm-hmm. just barely in it, also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I thought she was interesting. I have critiques. I didn't like her wig. I thought her mm. wig looked really fake, which, to be fair, it is. It's yeah. a wig. Um, well, I thought <laughs> so, uh, yeah. that, uh, from like a comic book standpoint, I think that's a good idea yeah. because it's like, oh, it'll make you even more like, who is this? And, yeah, they, and there's yeah. precedence for it in this universe already with all the Black Canaries always wearing some kind of big True. blonde wig but i yeah it did look a little fake or whatever compared to the rest of the costume it i looked guess like low production value yeah That's well <laughs> what I, mean. I, I did <laughs> notice that all of her gadgets and stuff are just like ripped right out of movies like they probably just literally yeah. went to the prop like closets of those movies and just took them like the grapple gun that she has is like the batman one from batman v superman i think and there's oh, nice. a and the batterings and stuff like that. There was something else that they did a close-up of that I was like, oh, that's just from... Oh, it was the Bane mask. Like, they probably just literally took the Dark Knight Rises Bane mask and put it on a shelf. <laughs> like, they yeah, didn't, like, yeah. design a new Bane mask, but yeah. Well, um, that's cool, though. That's a funny Easter egg. Uh, yeah, I did like seeing her. It was, for some reason, this... I was gonna. I think while I was watching, I was thinking that the whole, the whole crossover felt like what the Justice League movie like maybe should have felt like or something mm-hmm. like that a justice league movie could feel like because it was very like oh i know these guys by now and this is the first time that they're that the crossover didn't feel just like a forced uh like i don't know last yeah. cross the last crossover with the earth x stuff all the different plots of i mean maybe it's because i was watching all those shows but all the different plots of the shows seemed to just screech to a halt so that they could do this and then they all went back to their other shows I think that happened here, too. I guess so, but... In it, a way. I mean, again, it's probably because I haven't been watching them, but I felt like the there wasn't as big of a, like... It didn't feel as just like, hang on, this it's time for the crossover. Now you can go back. It just felt like this is like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the natural continuation of what's happening, and then now we can... But maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm wrong. Um... <laughs> I did I mean, let... It's the kind of thing that's like you can't plan for a multiversal crisis in your day-to-day mm. superhero schedule. Uh, right. Like when when <laughs> those happen, they happen. You drop everything. Um, I got a it. I got an infinite crisis on twice. It's, on it's like how Thursday. Final Crisis, Final Crisis, like in between issues one and two, is technically when like the rage of the Red Lantern stuff happens right. for like Hal Jordan. So it's like, yeah, this overlap. Yeah, well, which is what's happening to me right now, trying to read slowly but surely the um, Forever Evil stuff. is like, read mm-hmm. Forever Evil 1, and then read all of Forever Evil Blight, this giant book, and then read the rest of Forever Evil. Completists. <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, I liked how much Superman there was in this, because uh, yeah, I felt like last cool. crossover, he had already been introduced, and they didn't have him in there like at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? He's Superman. <laughs> you have well, They kind of gave him a reason why. Yeah, here. yeah. And it's because he and Lois were off on um, Argos, like just kind of discovering the Kryptonian heritage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a part of last Supergirl season, was they found out that that existed. 
I don't know if that if Superman in this current Supergirl season said he was gonna go there or if it, mm-hmm. they just said that. Oh yeah, that's where I've been. Or I'm something. sure you probably did. Um, they, I did like uh, the introduction of Superman and Lois Lane's like scenes had the Save Me Smallville theme because mm-hmm. they're at the that was fun. They're at this Smallville farm. Which didn't mean anything to me because I really have never watched that show, <laughs> which oh, I know really? is blasphemy or whatever. But yeah, man, you uh, got to. I, I, I keep meaning episodes. like I want to check it out, but then like every the the longer that I wait to check out Smallville, the the grosser it's gonna look when I watch it because <laughs> <laughs> I have already seen like clips of him running and stuff, and it just looks uh-huh. terrible. But this, these shows are gonna look. Te- I mean, they already look a little bad, but they're gonna look just as bad as Smallville looks now. You know, ten years from now. So, um, <laughs> whatever. Amazo's in this. Which yeah, was cool. Amazo was cool. He was a lot more like the DCAU Amazo than classic sort Amazo. of metal morphing. Yeah, he's kind of type. a goldish yeah. like. Blank, blank slate, mm. a tabula rasa, if you will. Um, mm. uh, and he did the thing where, like, when he copies powers, the little swoop on his chest shows, shows right, what he's copying, right. which didn't make any sense because, in this anyway, because he's just like, he looks at Killer Frost and then his chest goes like an icicle logo or something. And, like, she doesn't even have that. Like, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> well, it's just like how in Batman versus Superman, Lex has all the superhero files with everyone's <laughs> with logo. the logos, yeah. <laughs> Some people are just good at making logos. Yeah, but scientists. <laughs> that's that's what they spend most of their time doing is coming up with superhero well, logos. we have this cool thing to research, yeah. but first we have to make its logo. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh he was pretty easily defeated and in a weird way like there there's some like i feel like that's a little bit yeah of he a... was held back by by superman supergirl and flash while arrow just hit him with something Sh- shoots him yeah but i i feel like that's a little bit part of the um i don't know if it's maybe the writers of these shows like you know, Bruce Tim talks about. Well, it sets up the end of the move, the end of the crossover. That's how they defeat the Book of Destiny. Yeah, too. yeah. Hold him back and shoot it with an arrow. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> no, the the like Bruce Tim and peeps peeps in his corner have talked about um, like it being tough when they started the Justice League show. Like not being being able to like handle like seven different characters at once. Like, oh, what's this guy doing? What like it's ha- he can't just be standing there and that kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. sometimes that kind of falls by the wayside with these crossovers. Is like when they're about to grab a Mezo, their their whole plan is like, okay, I'm gonna run real fast, and then when he runs real fast after me, you just gotta like punch him. And so, like, you see this slow-mo shot of Superman and Supergirl like walk up and getting like a ready stance. And then mm-hmm. Amazo runs by, and only Supergirl, like, just lightly punches him. Like, why did you need Superman there? <laughs> he just stood there to look cool and watch you do it. I guess, like, just use him. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's not to it's to take not take attention yeah, off turn. her. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the drawing that they the that uh, Oliver sketches is by Jim Lee, I think. Uh, the like. The, the 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 like look what the monitor looks like picture. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of cool. Uh, which I guess just means that Oliver Queen's really good at drawing. I don't know if that's canonical. Uh-huh. For this. <laughs> like if that's is, been Does that also before. mean that Oliver Queen is uh, DC Entertainment's publisher? 
Yeah, he's he's this universe's <laughs> Jim Lee. <laughs> they also switch so. bodies, yeah. And and Jim Lee's the Flash in that case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa. Um, I, oh, also Amazo was like a an acronym, like in DCAU. It wasn't like a, or maybe that's also it, always a thing. I don't really know. It's I don't a know thing things. sometimes. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, what else can we say about this? I guess Batman does exist and has existed like this whole time. Could talk about him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and this, it's like the Batman show is in the Arrow universe. It's just, yeah. Oliver Queen's like, we don't talk about Gotham City. We just don't go here. It's right. I guess place. she is getting her own show and whatever. Um, but yeah, they've but like. But it's in the Earth One world. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was going to be part of the Elseworlds yeah, changes. But it's just, oh, she has been there and is there and will be there. Um, it could we, have been because of changes to reality. Like, we only meet her after the. Right, but then they—I think they reset everything, and she's still there at the end to tell them, "Yeah, hey, the crisis guy." I don't know, (laughs) but that's the thing that DC does. It's like, yeah, you change it all back, but you keep the stuff that you like. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so who knows if she was actually always there? But then they do name drop Gotham a few times. Yeah, and Bruce Wayne has been mentioned. Maybe, but he, but like Supergirl. Why would John D. Gann be like? Oh, I know. I'll switch the Flash and and uh, Green Arrow. That'll be funny. Oh, also <laughs> Batwoman. Like, <laughs> I don't know. His whole little plan at the start is there's no reason to do any of it. He just well, felt it's like probably it. in his book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the monitors have a very unhealthy associate or not association, but fascination with superheroes yeah. on all the parallel worlds. They're kind of like, I at least from what I've read about him in the comic books and Christ of the Infinite Earths and Final Crisis and stuff like that, it seems like Final Crisis established them as kind of a vampiric sort of mm. species that feeds off of story. Okay. And in the DC world, the flashes are at the center of each multiverse. And so it's kind of like, if they're focused on the characters like Flash and Arrow, it's just because they're like that world's uh, greatest heroes. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the people of their their myths and it's, stories it's, and stuff it was weird how like evil the monitor seemed in this not like he didn't really do mm-hmm. anything bad i guess he's more just kind of like here's this uh i'm not gonna stop you from doing things like he wasn't yeah. purposely being it's a, a bad guy but he was yeah but he was a lot more like i mean i guess i don't know the character as well but the just like in christ on infinite earth he's a lot more like I have to stop the bad guy. Help gather all the mm-hmm. heroes and everything. But he's not sitting there going like, "Hey, whatever happens, man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, the the monitors are not like necessarily good or yeah. evil, um, but they they definitely exist outside of. They normally have like that person names like this guy did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. Recently, <laughs> like as of Final Crisis, okay. or um, is this Countdown the same one as anyone we've seen, or is it just a monitor? This, like, um, yeah, his name, uh, Utu Wu Tang Clan, I think was his name. It was close, in front of me, it had a U sound in it. That's all I remember. Mar Mar Novu, yeah, you go. In the comics, there's a monitor called Daxnovu. Mm. Um, brothers the closest. <laughs> yeah, they're at least Novus. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the, the monitor mar- hairstyle 
much better mm-hmm. fits a black guy than a not. I think <laughs> like I didn't think yeah. I've never yeah. like saw them saw a monitor like as a black guy in the comics, but I'm like, oh no, this makes sense. <laughs> There's uh, Nick's Nick's Yotan is uh, one of them from the comics. <laughs> okay. Who he was the main one in Final Crisis, and by the end of it, he becomes uh, like the most powerful monitor of them all. Mm. Um, ends up calling himself the Super Judge for some reason, <laughs> and he ends up coming back in Multiversity a little bit. The... He's a weird character. Okay. In right. my mind, like I, I, I compare him to Dragon Ball Z. Like you know how? Uh, are you familiar with the Dragon Ball Z? No, what's that? It's uh, that thing with Goku and Super Saiyans. And... I don't know. No? There's a character <laughs> in that called Majin Buu. And maybe uh-huh. some of our listeners will know. <laughs> but by the end of that season, he gets like reverted from this like pink like super-powered yeah, yeah. guy into a normal human. Yeah. And that happens to this monitor. I feel <clears> like it's a really similar sort of power of set. Majin and turned into um, a normal Majin person. Mojo. Normal enough, but ends up being really powerful. So you're saying that the monitors all start off as kind of like fat, squishy guys, and then by their final form, they're much more muscular and foreboding. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I thought it was weird, uh, or it was cool in the Arkham Asylum uh, scene that you see all the like recognizable names on the doors, but then when they open, it's just all generic inmates. You don't really ever see uh-huh. the Riddler and, and all those people that they show, Cobblepot. Um, but I guess they probably only had the rights to show the names, maybe, or something. I'm not really sure. Um, with maybe, I think it's Anything Goes. Maybe. shows <clears throat> at this point. Yeah. But the I did, yeah, I liked... Uh, I think that, yeah, there was like a Pamela Isley door with vines growing on it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like a John Deegan's office is just like one door down from all the supervillain cells. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, let's just put him right here in the dirty, dank hallway. Not if that If he kind keeps of it up, he'll be here soon enough to yeah. <laughs> Pretty just much. convert his he office was, into another cell. He was basically like a, like a, uh, what's the Lock character? Up? No, I was trying to, there's like a weird, gangly. Arkham scientist. Maybe I'm just thinking of Jeremiah Arkham. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he's not like yeah. a weird, ill-intented man, I don't think. But um, there was also, they got Scarecrow, Fear Gas, and they saw their, like, they saw, like, the what that character should see, not what that hu- that person should see. Like, like mm-hmm. Oliver Queen, quote-unquote, saw... Uh, the reverse flash. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, okay... <laughs> The character of the Green Arrow saw, uh, what the fuck is his name? Malcolm Merlin, but yeah. that was like Barry in the Green Arrow body. So sure. why why did he see? Why didn't he see Reverse Flash? Like does I guess because the fear he of, was Arrow in that world. Yeah, the fear gas. His affected. mind is Barry, but his body <laughs> is Arrow. I guess so. <laughs> it was just weird. That's the mind. That's the mind thing, though. The fear gas is supposed to be a hey. What's your you're but it's not fear. his. It's not his brain, though. His brain <sighs> still has all of Arrow's memories. I don't know the rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still kind of cool. Uh, it didn't last as long as it could have. Like it could have been a cool sequence, and then just like Batwoman's, like stop it, and they just oh okay, whoops. <laughs> oh, what, my bad. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize we were fighting each other. Oh. And Batwoman <laughs> was also she had a very, in a good way, just a very Batmanish like standoffish personality. Like don't. 
be around mm-hmm. me. But then when they're all leaving, Supergirl's like, oh, I felt we could, like we could probably be a pretty good team. World's, the world's finest. finest. But like they didn't, they didn't really interact at all. <laughs> I mean, they did when they were out of costume, and I guess she knows who she uh-huh. is, but still. <laughs> they're just not ready for another crossover between those two shows. Yeah, probably. They should just do that separate from whatever thing, the do. crisis thing. Yeah. Um, the Flash, the original Flash, his costume, I think I've read that they just literally grabbed that, the 90s Flash costume from whatever closet it was sitting in instead of remaking it. <clears throat> but nice. it looks like velvety and like moldy <laughs> i don't know like maybe maybe maybe, it, uh, maybe it's been in like a bad closet yeah, yeah, it's like been in a wet the last 20 years. wet balled up corner mothballs yeah. and stuff that's Ugh. why he wasn't in it very much because like uh-huh. this thing smells so bad but can, <laughs> can i not be in this please what was i eating 20 years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> this smelled bad when i wore it in 1991 can i not <laughs> do it yep. I'm surprised it fit him. Maybe they did make, remake it. I don't know. Uh, Superman has like a black costume. I assume that was probably a kind of a, a smack a at, at the, the Zack Snyder stuff. Of like, yeah. <laughs> hey, look what it you should have done or something. But and it, just showing like fans go crazy when Superman's yeah. in a black costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except what? that he was just meant to be normal Superman. It was kind of more like a Brave New Metropolis ish thing where he's just happens to have a black costume. Like it wasn't a um mm-hmm. literal like he died and he can't because he was just he was just Doctor Destiny dude as yeah Superman. impersonating him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't the first time Destiny has impersonated a superhero before. Sure. He impersonated... Uh, he did it in his first Skeletor. <laughs> he impersonated the Green Lantern in, when he first appeared in the JLA book. Oh, speaking of Green Lantern, did you catch that little... Uh, like, oh, John, uh, you're... Like when the Flash comes through the portal, the 90s Flash, and he's like, John, nice to see you, to Diggle... Oh, like you're yeah. not wearing your ring. What what's going on? That's right. He did so, say that. Yeah. Which people so that are which I'm yeah, I'm sure is a Diggle is John Stewart in the nineties Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, why is your last name not Stewart? Yeah, well there's been all that like people have been wanting Diggle to become Green Lantern for s- several seasons by now. Uh, so that's just probably because he's a black man. Yeah. <laughs> and his name's John. Yeah. And he was wow. well. He was in like a military background. Yeah, He's, yeah. I don't know, but he, yeah. I'm sure that that's probably why they did that, just to make everyone go, oh, mm. <laughs> which I did. So it, it worked. Um, <laughs> I, I could see him being the Green Lantern. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. It's probably not necessary. He's kind of become a boring character to me <laughs> but uh, uh, it would make him cool when he reappears in the future though because it's like oh, okay now green lantern's here right yeah, yeah yeah he could be yeah he could well i think they're doing that right now in arrow where they're jumping they used to do all the flashbacks to him on the island now they're doing like flash forwards to his son grown up in the future and he's like training mm. with roy harper and stuff or he's doing something with roy harper like old roy harper harper um <clears throat> maybe they'll do a green lantern that would be cool they probably won't uh, it's interesting that it's implied. I mean, I guess this probably should be obvious, but like, even though Earth One doesn't have a Supergirl, they it still has um Danvers, other Danvers, yeah, yeah, um Alex, and 
all the all the other like Supergirl characters exist on Earth One, Jimmy Olsen, uh, whatever. But they're not. They don't. They don't ever interact with the main Arrow cast or Flash cast because why would they? Like they don't. They don't have sure. anything to do with superheroes in this world or whatever. Um, but it just was interesting because it also kind of implies that Superman exists in Earth One. So where's he? What's he doing? Why? Well, I have an answer. Okay. He's on Krypton One. <laughs> oh right, I think we talked about that. Because this is Earth yeah, yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> Krypton One. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I think actually they have like last crossover with the Earth X stuff. It was like, yep, Krypton didn't explode on Earth One or something like that. So like, nev- nobody needed to come here. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever. The the pinky swear weird like African little thing do you know what i'm talking about no no <laughs> not at all <laughs> okay There's, educate me when when alex is like supergirl's in the cell and alex is making her head feel bad with the little remote you know what i mean and uh-huh. then supergirl's like at the last second just like ah african phrase and then alex is like what how do you know that african phrase and she's like oh uh my what, alex is martha yeah, <laughs> why did you say that African phrase? Uh, <laughs> Supergirl's like, oh my, my Alex went to a camp with the, the person when she was six years old, and she knows this phrase that means pinky swear. And then Alex is like, mm. oh, okay, well then you must be a good person, because how else would you know that? Um, she could be a mind reader. But that was just such a, that's just one of those things that I hate. Like it, I guess it's just an example of bad writing. I don't know what else there is to it, but just where you just put something that has never existed. Like if that it was brought up in like Supergirl season one or something, then it would be, I feel like it would make more sense to like bring it back up. But there's no, there, I don't think that's ever been talked about. And maybe I, I don't know. It, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> what else? Is there anything else to talk about with this? Is it was cool. <laughs> It was. It was cool. I'm glad it happened. Um, I'm here for the next one next year. Yeah. You know? There were, there was a handful of good... I still think part one was my favorite for just entertainment value. Um, there was a handful of good flash and arrow lines to each other. Yeah. Oh, well, there was the, like... <laughs> they show up and, and Superman's standing there. <laughs> and Barry's like, are you puffing out your chest? He's just, mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not even being. He's not even gonna hide it yet. That's uh-huh. good. Um, yeah, yeah, stuff like that was good. That like those characters interact well now. Um, Oliver Queen definitely becomes more comedic when he's in these crossovers than he is on his mm-hmm. own show because that shows a lot. That shows the most it's like dark. CW of any of the shows. <laughs> this crossover though, he had to keep reminding everyone he's like, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm not as good as you think I am. I have darkness in me. Yeah, that so. didn't that didn't feel very um, earned at the end when like Superman's got Flash into like chokehold. And then Ar- Oliver has the arrow aimed at him, and Barry's just like, oh, Oliver, you don't have to do this. You know, look inside mm. yourself. You're not a bad person. That's what the <laughs> monitor wants us to learn. And all that. I was like, when did, where did uh, this come from? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, he's Superman. He's about to snap yeah. back. Flash. <laughs> Please stop him. Yeah. That'll be your last words. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
Yeah. Then he Superman snaps his neck and then he kneels on the ground and ah, this Man of Steel. Okay. Oh my Zod. All right, I think we're done talking about that. What do you? What's your out of ten rating for the <laughs> Elseworlds crossover, Ted? I will give it a. Um... Yeah, me too. Eight. An eight. I think it's <laughs> yeah, an eight for what okay. it is. You know, it was good. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to judge it for anything it's not. This is a CW superhero show crossover event. It's probably my favorite of the crossovers, um, just because it had a lot of cool stuff happening. It wasn't maybe as cohesive as, um, what was the first one that had all three of them in it? It wasn't. The, the Invasion was the first one. Oh, that was and the then, alien thing. Okay, no. Yeah. Okay, then and this then one's definitely Earth my X. favorite. <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> what was before Earth X, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like how they're at the end, like, oh, this is becoming like an annual thing, huh, or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's just like because it's that what you said last it's year? like every year. Yes, <laughs> last year. Yep. Yeah, the year thing. before that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we our our other little segment that we're gonna pop into now. We had to we had the uh, geeky gentleman on their podcast. Uh, Ian and Justin. I don't remember their last names. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> but they gentlemen. Uh, Gentlemen's their last. Yeah, last you're, name. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they uh, they do reviews of like fan work uh, in the geeky realms of fan films, fan comics, things like that. They'll find them online or wherever they exist and do little reviews of them. They did a Legacies of the DCAU review. That's our webcomic uh, a few months ago, and we've been talking with them back and forth a little while, and finally we're on each other's podcasts. We'll probably link to the other one that we're on also yeah. in this video. We um, talked about Legacies on their <clears throat> podcast, yeah. and in this podcast we'll talk about The Dark Knight Adventures, which is yes. a fan comic that was published, you know, published, quote-unquote, on uh, the world's finest online in around 2004. Yeah, we kind of bash it a little too much <laughs> upon re-listen, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it was an inspiration for Legacies yeah. and definitely uh, kind of showed us uh, a way to to make this thing that that we wanted to make. Um, so I got to got to give it some respect, yeah. but yeah, reading back on it later, it, it's you know, yeah, you'll you'll hear our thoughts on it you right will. now. Yes. Psh- Hi, everybody. <laughs> We're here with the Geeky Gentleman. It's a podcast hosted by the the uh, the the the. I'm going to start over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, not going to start over. Keep I'm leaving. This is, this is in. This is in. Yeah, the names are Ian and Justin. They're here with us. Say hi, Ian and Justin. Hi, Ian and Justin. Yeah, I was expecting that. Hi, Ian that. and Justin. I'm All the right. Justin part. That's the just audience. If you want to say hi to Ian and John. Just fuck. I'm fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, if you want to say hello to Ian yes. and Justin, send your audio clips doing so to info at watchtowerdatabase.com. Uh, if anyone this does is it, a I'll, crossover I'll episode. Yeah. Maddie's with us too. He's not yeah. normally on the 12th level yeah, intellect. Sure Welcome back, Maddie. Oh, I am usually in 11th level, I believe. I, th- I, I, think, uh, I wouldn't go that far. I think three more punches in my card and I get a, a lifetime membership. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm just here well, for cool. the visitors pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about the world's finest online's original webcomic, The Dark Knight Adventures, which inspired the construction of the Legacies webcomic that's hosted by us, the Watchtower Database. The Dark Knight Adventures uh, ran, it was the early 2000s. Yeah, it's the first one is dated decade. March 2003, so... 
There you go. So it's been a good 15 years since this started, and it wrapped up. Um, I don't know. I don't know when it wrapped up, but definitely a while like ago. Like a year or two later, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it ran for 17 issues, which you can see um, they're all available to still read in their entirety on DCAnimated.com. That is uh, what was formerly known as the World's Finest Online which was kind of like the one-stop place for all things DC Animated Universe. It's kind of hard to find yeah. on the site. So it's, it's dcanimated.com it slash DKA is the, is the mm-hmm. thing. There you go. Now you can find mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So we all read the first nine issues, which was a story arc called The Monster Within. Actually, Maddie and... read the first five issues. Let's be clear. Oh. Doing, doing my best. And, and I read all of them. The first five issues. <laughs> okay. I mean, you guys, well, that you was guys a good can talk first about half of it. all of them that you want to, and I will I will take a back seat um, whenever we get into territory I'm not familiar with. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, well, these are like little six to ten page uh, comics, definitely set like in the the new Batman Adventures art style, um, presumably around that time period. But like afterwards, we the further the series goes, not in the first nine issues, but the further it goes, uh, Batman does transition into his Justice League appearance. But I think that's because the Justice League show was coming out, and they well, I mean, it was already out, I guess, at two thousand and three. Yeah, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they made the switch to kind of um, bring the story into that continuity or into that, you know, year. We get what you're saying. We understand. Yeah. So might if I like kick in real quick and just say the reason yeah. uh, Justin and I are here is because on Kiki Gentlemen, we do <laughs> fan project reviews. And so this is part of a crossover we're doing with you guys. See, I'm going to do it at the beginning of the video. Oh yeah, good, yeah, good choice. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, like we're doing this as a crossover, so we do fan project reviews every week on Geeky Gentlemen, and uh, because we did an interview with with you guys on Legacies, we uh, wanted to do something on your channel, and it sounded like a fun idea to give people kind of a preview of what we do. So, like, that's if if anyone's wondering why these two characters <laughs> are here. Um, so that being said, now that I've I've directed people over to Geeky Gentlemen. Yeah, please it's stop time. listening to this. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It is time <laughs> for me to yeah. completely alienate your audience. All right? <laughs> that is really disgusting, Ian. Go. That's like people telling... That's my, like me telling people they should really check out my channel, The Real Manos. Uh, <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> James, Which is, uh, drop the link in the comments. S- or in, <laughs> yeah. in the description. That'd go. be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like immediately lose all credibility and completely alienate your audience. So, DK Adventures, World's Finest Fan Comic, whatever we're going to call this thing, um, it is very, very much reminiscent of what it's trying to be a fan comic of, which is to say Batman the Animated Series and New Batman Adventures. The things that I don't like, so it's very authentic (laughs) to that. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's Um, okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, like it's it's one of those things. Like I read this and and I nearly fell asleep. So it was it was just like watching a bunch of Batman the Animated Series, the show oh. everyone loves that I like. Yeah, I guess it's good, but it, like I'm I'm literally bored to to fall asleep by this. So mm. I thought that was just really funny that it worked out that way. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, Jim Harvey, that I directed you to listen to this. Um. <laughs> well, he didn't work on the comic. He just no, but it, yeah. So. <laughs> um, no, I I kind of get what you mean though. Cause, like the when it was coming out, um, 
you know, Justice League was on the air. I think it was even no, it wasn't Justice League Unlimited yet. That was '04. But uh, right. the you know the Justice League show was it was a lot brighter and more fun and more like oh look at all these colorful characters and and classic comics villains and stuff. And uh, while this story is not you know necessarily supposed to be that same kind of thing, it's it's deliberately set in that same world. And I do remember as a what. Uh, 13 no 12 yeah 12 year old (laughs) reading these uh that it was it was hard to follow along at that age especially with you know it's all very brown and the art style is close to the shows but like like you could tell they weren't necessarily Mm -hmm. going for trying to copy it kind of like we do with legacies but more of just a like oh you know we have this artist to do this issue and we have this artist to do this issue and stuff like that which is is like a fine approach like there's nothing wrong with it It it's just like kind of you know what am i how am i supposed to feel about this comic um and then how do i end up feeling about this comic and i liked it overall i don't think i ever actually finished it because at some point i got just kind of tired of keeping up with it which i i'm sure people do with legacies also <laughs> but, uh, as to yeah well, as what, to your point with i the, think it's worth oh, saying i'll let ted go oh i was just gonna quickly say it changed writers um there was right. uh one writer who started it for probably the first three or four issues and then um they, i think it was through part five and then they dropped off the face of the earth got too busy with something else so the other artists involved in this comic were like well we've already started the story we yeah. got to finish it now so i don't know anything like about the lore of this comic whether the original writer whether she gave the rest of the team her notes or what happened but they they did finish it uh, eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was i was gonna jump in and say as to james point with the art um, it definitely like it definitely doesn't uh, match one for one with the cartoons, but it does ki- no. it does kind of remind me of Burkett's work on the uh, the <laughs> the more recent Batman and Harley Quinn prequel. So it's got it's got that going for it. It's it's similar enough to uh, something that has been released in the official DC can DCAU canon. Mm-hmm. But it's a uh, it's not quite on with the uh, with the show, and that's that's fine because it's a you know it's a fan thing, it's a labor of love, and they they gotta work with the yeah. tools they have. Mm-hmm. You know what the art style? Since we're talking about the art style, um, when I was into the first few issues, I understood that it, they were trying. It was taking place in the the WB years on the Batman mm-hmm. series, and they were trying to kind of emulate uh, Tim uh, Bruce Tim style, but. Uh, what really struck out to me was it reminded me because like a couple of issues in, I was like, "Who's this art style remind me of?" And not Bruce Timms, but it reminded me of John McRae's art style. And oh, okay. uh, I can John McRae is the co-creator of Hitman with Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. And boy, it man, boy, it's after gritty. like five, yeah, it's grittier. It kind of almost fits with Bruce Timms style uh, if you look at some of. Uh, John McRae's work, but it's like it is grittier and intentionally uglier and kind of messier, and okay. it's like yeah. you know I'm the looking them up. I can, I can see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. it 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 almost felt, and also with the storyline, uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, very brutal and you know, really like hammering down our characters. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. It almost did feel a little bit like Gar- Garth Ennis in in that respect, but not. Not to the point where Garth Ennis, like, you know, injects a lot of humor. Um, and 
you know it's you know, it almost feels more like like the hitman take on on this universe mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They, I, the book. covers especially i think they used um they would get like a different person to do it every time which we also kind of try to do and there were a couple times where they had like a contest uh on the website for uh, doing just number the four I thought there was at least one more, but I I know number four for sure because it's, it stands out as like, oh, that looks almost exactly like something out of the show. And I've mm-hmm. looked before at like, who did that? We need to get them to do a Legacies cover, but I have no idea. It's not like hard to track down that, stuff uh, that old at this point. But. That number four is definitely a rip of what uh, what was a cover in Gotham Adventures. I can't think of I can't think of what uh, what issue it was. I'm trying to look it up right now, but it's like it's got. I think it's got Batman like throwing his uh, his cape and cowl over the, oh, the yeah, edge of the. Yeah. That's uh, oh, okay. uh that might one was Phantom Stranger. Yeah, I, w- I was gonna say that I think that was the Phantom Stranger <laughs> yeah. one that uh, yeah. we were talking about over on the uh, on the interview. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, and then there's uh, another artist later, uh, named Roman, um, who did. Uh, I guess his first cover was number eight, maybe, but he has a lot more of a cartoony sort of style. Mm-hmm. And he did interiors later. Like, um, there's a couple specials I did. One called "Musings of a Lost Boy," which was a Nightwing specific issue, and that one's really cool. You see Bane after he Bane made a quick appearance in the the main Dark Knight Adventure series. Bane's got a really cool robot arm. I recommend checking that one out. <laughs> you can read it on your own. It's yeah, they get they really give Nightwing a um a overarching. Uh, they give him a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. I thought series. it was interesting what they did with Nightwing and like, because yeah. usually Nightwing, Dick Grayson's shown to be the um, the more moderate voice, the one that's like he's into the whole crime fighting thing, but he's not committed to it and obsessive about it the way Bruce is until stuff starts to go really wrong with him, and then he can take like when he goes dark, he goes way dark. I'm reminded mm-hmm. of um, like this reminded me of Joker's last laugh which was a comic book series where the Joker was like thought he was dying. And so he decides to literally burn the whole world down. And instead of getting Batman to kill him, he decides it'll be a better idea to get Dick Grayson to kill him. And he succeeds because he pushes Dick's buttons just the right way. Uh, and this reminded me of that. Like Dick's usually so, haha, I'm fun. I'm the, I'm the jokey one until you hurt Barbara. And then all of a sudden right. he's, he's just completely over the edge. So it's one of those things over where the I'm, edge. yeah, You're Barbara, oh, over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. It's one of those things where, like, if I were a huge Dick Grayson fan, it might bother me. But like, I kind of like that direction of the character. That like, he's been raised by Bruce, so um, he can't help but pick up some of his his foster right. parents' bad habits. Mm. Um, and and so I thought that was an interesting turn with him. And it's one of the things I actually did really like about this. They they give a a really great panel of Dick Grayson when he's broken into someone's house and he's like yeah. masked in shadow mm-hmm. and like dripping <laughs> from the rain. That was, a, Ooh, that was a really cool panel. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting that they chose to focus so much on, on Nightwing. Cause that's one of the things I didn't expect in the series. I expect it was a Batman one. So I expected at least um, a good portion of it to be uh, dedicated towards him. And you're right. Yeah, I that- mean, it definitely goes down that road and it, it only seems, um, fitting because he did become less uh of a main player uh when they went to wb and disappeared completely when they went to justice league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it only seems fitting that they would you know kind of pick up a little bit with him 
Um, the of course, yeah, I was th- reminded. Of course, they did that uh, exchange where, like, oh no, you become like him, where he's like threatening someone in front of their family. Mm-hmm. Right. Although like I think wounds. it was Lucius Fox, which might yeah. have been a little yeah above. I didn't like that either. I didn't buy that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think he, I think that was out of character too. I do too. Like they hadn't really pushed him. I mean, he, he his fam his bat family had been in danger lots of times before, so it didn't really seem that unique where he would like hang a friend over the roof yeah. of a building in front mm-hmm. of his family. Uh-huh. Uh, and like, I don't really mind pushing. Hey, remember, him to hey, the... Ian, remember that time I held you over the roof in front of your family? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, like, I was, I'm weird. I was I don't... really mad that day. Yeah, I don't mind the idea that he would be pushed to the point to do that. I don't buy the justification they give to get him there. You know, mm-hmm. um, correct. Like, it, and like, he info. gives a reason for it that feels really half baked, which is like, people can't know that I'm connected to Batman. I'm like, that. Nightwing is just across the board, every comic, not just this fan comic. Mm-hmm. Nightwing is so inconsistent with how much people know about him. Sometimes he's just a completely different vigilante. Sometimes people know that he was the first Robin. It's just, it's all over the place. Uh, I, I find that kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Lucius Fox does know that Bruce is Batman. At least in my mind, I think he does. He's so um, integrated into Wayne Enterprise how does he not? Like, he definitely does in the Christopher Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, we'll have to, you know, touch on that in uh, Legacy. Um, the, 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 the Something that I, I think is interesting about this comic is that while with Legacies, we purposely adhere, like, really strictly to continuity most of the time, Maddie, uh, to, <laughs> from the shows. Um, this one, like, it it kind of does that, but it's all, it basically just is loose enough to where you don't know really when it's taking place uh, in the, like, grander timeline. It just kind of is. Um, like, this could take place during Justice League or after Justice League or right before Justice Like, you don't really know. Um, but then they, you know, they do stuff like cripple Barbara Gordon and they, and, she kind of becomes Oracle, but not really. Like they put end up putting her in the dreaded yellow bat suit eventually. They um, do, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and they have an issue with the Teen Titans from the Teen Titans cartoon, like as if mm-hmm. they were grown up and same age as Nightwing kind of thing. Um, where it's just kind of like it's yeah, it's looser. Um, but I I kind of almost like that. Uh, it's it's almost refreshing from. I don't know why well, I like it, but it's <laughs> because it, when we read <laughs> reading legacies, like I really obviously, and I'm sure many other people when they read it, like how, you know, we're referencing this thing and we're calling back to this and we're bringing back this character, blah, 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 blah. But then with this, it's like, it's its own little world. I don't have to think too hard about um, the rest of the DCAU. There's times where that bugs me where I'm like, Oh, why did you do that? Like, don't you realize that ABCDE, but uh, you know, maybe they didn't look into it as hard as we do because no one does. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the last issue, we also see John Jones and Etrigan, right? And I thought that was cool because that definitely establishes, oh, the Marsh Manhunters here. So it's we're in the justice. Even to yeah, to to add to what you were saying though is like they even from from just the small amount that I was reading, even though they don't adhere like tightly to the continuity they definitely do go for for some deep cuts uh i know i know they had a mention to that uh that time uh where with the man bat and tigress fight in the uh, the batman adventures comic and emil dorian's entire place burns to the ground 
Uh, so yeah, which is pretty like unknown to most people or like not remembered mm-hmm. very well. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was just cool to see the the way that it all kind of like comes together and and works out. Um, I but I gotta be honest, I there were things about this that I really liked, but the overall story, I I didn't know the background on it that like they changed writers, but in retrospect, that makes so much sense to me yeah. because like it just starts to lose itself and meander around. And then like, by the time you get to issue nine, it's been Bruce Wayne telling the story the whole time, which just felt like what? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. When Ted and I, you know, we talked on the, on your guys show about how Ted and I, you know, spent years on like crafting a, you know, uh, what episode guide essentially for the comic before even starting on it, uh, like producing the actual issues. And I don't know the story behind um, that sort of thing with this comic, but it comes off as more of like, Oh man, we should make a Batman DCAU comic. Oh yeah, that would be so cool. Let's start right now. And then they like kind of know where they're going and then they go like, Oh, what do we do now? And they just keep going as long as they wanted to and stopped. Um, and that's not like that's a necessarily a problem, but it's kind of like when um, I, I started a comic way before Legacies that was just me, and I felt like, oh, I'll, I'd like to make a Justice League comic, and I started drawing, and it was like two pages long, I think, is or maybe three like total that I got into it, and it was like the Watchtower's on fire, and Batman's like crawling his way toward... Uh, there's like a time machine that they have in the trophy room or something. He's all like, I got to go back. I got to stop this before it ha- ever happens. And he like back gets in the there. Yeah. Samurai Jack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 50 <laughs> years have passed. And so he, but then it just ended with like, I never continued it or finished it because I had no idea where I was going. I just knew like, oh, this is dramatic. I should draw this now. <laughs> and how <laughs> ironic that that's the plot of issue one of Legacies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's all part, it's all connected. But yeah, that's kind of how I do like this comic. Like, it's not like I hate it or anything. I just think that that kind of how it, how's, how it comes off is that they didn't necessarily know how long they were going to do it, how, you know, what, the, where they were going and except for the, the first, you know, couple of issues and then, Oop, uh, people are reading this. So what do we do now? <laughs> I, I have a question. Uh, since you were reading this as it came out, how, how often did it come out? Was it fairly regular? Or um, it wasn't it once a month. Of time? Well, I'm reading, I'm on the archive right now. The first one came out in March 03 and then April 03. Then, so that's the next month. But then the next one was June, then October, then January. So it, it's, it's semi Well, you skip down the... to uh, 05 and you get to October 05. And the next one took until April 07 to yeah. finish. <laughs> that's so true. That was a pretty long gap, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, the final that's issue actually... took two years. Yeah. Wow. That's actually not bad if you compare it to like an indie comic. Oh, or to true. like uh, legacies of the DCAU. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Shots fired. This is why you really have well, us on is to just bash it. Con- <laughs> the Dark Knight. It's too much fun. Dark Knight Adventures. It was our finish with the genius Trojan horse. <laughs> they didn't even finish with their final issue though. They did this final issue, but then they transitioned into uh, what's on this website. It's called Batman Beyond Stripped. And that ended up being more like your typical newspaper, uh, funny pages, comic strips, where it's really just like two rows of panels. You might have like five panels total. And so they started doing these like just strip 
down um, really short installments set in the Batman Beyond timeline, except they did carry on from this monster within established story. So mm-hmm. all the stuff that Bruce dealing with the ramifications of being this monster, all the stuff at the end of number 17, he, he makes a deal um, really to help Barbara. And by doing this deal, he's kind of damned himself. Um, like literally with a demon that comes back to haunt him by the time of Batman beyond and ends up like taking Terry McGinnis's soul. Um, and it's, it's really complicated, but like still a really interesting concept. It kind of falls apart near the last couple issues. They just have to like find a way to wrap it up, but mm. ends up bringing in the specter, um, dead man, some really cool yeah. characters like that. Mm-hmm. So I think Morgan it's Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. 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 Galatea. Like they go into JLU stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Hmm. And Nightwing. Saying, yeah. <laughs> and Nightwing. Nightwing's there in Batman Beyond time before they brought him in the 2.0 series. Yeah. But I have to say, like, uh, I this is the first time I ever uh, read it was to prepare for this video. Right. And uh, so I binged it, you know, all at once. And, uh, yeah, the pacing... I have two minds of this comic. First off, I really respect the hell out of it uh, as to you know what what they were able to put together, and also I think you know obviously it influenced you guys, and I know it's most likely influenced others to you know take pen to paper or pen to computer screen, however it works now. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's paper, you know, fucking drawing yeah. on your screen, digital yeah. paper. And uh, yeah, there's some clear pacing problems where just reading this i just get the feeling that they didn't really outline where they were heading because uh, you can see some twists that feel like you know they weren't really planned twists you know they kind of came mm-hmm. about uh however with that said i really there are some t- really ambitious um storytelling and ideas here uh and there i like the fact that uh, they use, jeez, uh, I mean, God, they use, uh, oh, what's her name? Maggie, let's see. Or, uh, Leslie, Leslie Tompkins? Tompkins? Leslie Tompkins, thank you. Mm-hmm. Maggie Yeah, Leslie. they use Leslie. Yeah, Maggie's use- <laughs> Alfred's girlfriend. Yeah, they use <laughs> Leslie Tompkins. Yeah, you're getting confused. Uh, who- I'm a Leslie Alfred shipper, though. <laughs> yes. Poor her. Uh, you know, I remember when that show came out, uh, side note was they were like making a big deal. Like, oh, yeah, Alfred has a girlfriend now and she appears in one episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like it's it's kind of nice seeing Leslie Tompkins have such a part for a while because mm-hmm. she was kind of forgotten uh, over time. Like she became less and less constant in the mm-hmm. series. Um, so in the comics, of, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she started to appear more in the comics, I think, because of the series. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, she eventually dropped off again uh, off the face of the earth. <laughs> we'll uh, see her again, I guess, sooner or later. But I'm sure she's uh, been in some contemporary stuff recently. Like, I, I want to say, like, maybe Batman Eternal or yeah. some, some, like, recent comics like that. I could be wrong. Mm. Batman Eternal had everybody appear at least once. They did. That's why I I (laughs) cite that. (laughs) That's a safe guess. (laughs) But yeah, I have to admire. There's some things I really admire about it. Like every once in a while, where I felt like, oh boy, this is this is a drag. Reading something else would kind of pop up and be Mm -hmm. interesting. Like the 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 Joker reveal, where like he's he and Harley have decided to become Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like. Which was I, I rather started out, yeah. I started out kind of talking a little shit about Batman the Animated Series, and like, it's nothing wrong with it. It's me. It's not the show. 
That's the it line is. you say to, to spare people's feelings. Um, <laughs> but like, so I really like the show, the Batman though. Um, the, yes. the 2004 series yeah. and the best episode of that show is called the laughing bat where Joker decides to start running around dressed yeah. up as Batman. And so yeah. that has given me just like a fetish for Joker dressed up like Batman, and anytime hey, I Ian, see you it, don't I have automatically to tell us anything love it. You don't have to. <laughs> you know, I think they, I think they did a Joker dressed up as Batman. Uh, yeah, tie- well, no, no, no. A t- yes. Well, there, there was, yes, there was that, but there, there was a, a, a tie-in book to the, uh, to the Nolan verse that uh, I'm pretty mm. sure has, has Joker dressed up as the Batman. So huh. you might want to track that down to, to tickle that fetish. Yeah, and yeah, Batman definitely. No, like battle. anytime I see that shit, I'm I'm totally on board with it. Even though the JLU comic is written by Grace Randolph, and I kind of don't like her. I also, you know, don't what, like what I found interesting yeah. <laughs> was that was that the one what that was I, what I found complaining about Harley Quinn. Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, I complain about Bruce Tim all the time, and she has way too much eyeshadow on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and really annoying. Uh... Uh, don't let, let's let's not let's not make fun of someone's makeup. Internet beef. Internet beef. Um, yeah, yeah, no, like I so wear too just, much makeup too. It's okay. Yeah, it's just one what of those if, things. Like, like seeing that show up in this fan comic was fun too. I was like, oh yay, mm-hmm. my one of my favorite things: Joker in a Batman costume. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, guys, I, if, I did a cosplay of that at one point. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what I found interesting about that little moment was occasionally, every once in a while, we'll see. The Joker's reaction to Batman being dead, like there's a Jam Demetrius story called Going Sane, where mm-hmm. he thinks yeah. he killed Batman and he just becomes normal. Oh, uh, and then of course we saw like uh, the Man Who Killed Batman episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, great. I, right, right, right. Uh, I always enjoy Joker's reactions to things that happened to Batman that he didn't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's got to yeah, be the one to do it. He's got to yeah. kill Batman or else it wasn't worth it. Yeah, and like, but to James's point earlier, while that is a really fun, cool moment, at least in the first nine issues, it goes nowhere. It just feels like, oh, hey, here's a cool idea. And yeah, it it's a really cool back. idea. Okay. <laughs> it barely okay. comes back. It's it's It doesn't go anywhere, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like glanced on. Like, I think they, uh, they br- there's one issue later, it might be like number nine, where it's back is like a three page backup story. That's all black and white. Like they didn't even bother to color it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, they do tie up that loose end at some point. There's okay. on the subject of not, I guess not. No, we, we keep bringing up how like not knowing where they're going and stuff, but uh, it may, it makes me think like when, when I first, when it first started coming out and, and we were reading it, the, it, it's it's always been weird to me that it just starts off in such a an obscure, like, out of left field weird. Bruce Wayne is a spliced like demon monster. Like you don't expect mm-hmm. that to be. What the fuck? A did Batman you get story. With? Yeah, like I I don't remember some chupacabra or something. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like I don't either. I, to just, be I just remember thinking that like that was my you know first reaction to it is just. Like what is this? Why why start this way? And that's why that's like part of why we, we were talking about legacies before on your guys' podcast is that like we you know we spent so long trying to figure out how to start the comic in the best way possible because mm-hmm. we didn't want to you know that's the first thing people are gonna read and get them hooked into it. And I felt like whenever this happened, it's like 
that's part of why I stopped reading it eventually was I wasn't interested in seeing a big hairy Sasquatch Bruce Wayne anymore. Like I didn't understand why that was the thing. They kind of explain eventually, you know, why and how and all that stuff. But it was still they, like a, if that was an episode of the show, it might be compelling uh, because you don't know, you know, what's, is this, you don't know it's Batman. You just, just some crazy weird monster, but they reveal, I think by like the end of the first issue that it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so it's not mm-hmm. like, at least Barbara. Well, like, that's the thing though. It's, is it's yeah. not like they, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They make you wait until issue nine before you finally get the full explanation. Right. It's yes. not even really the end of the story arc. And then issue nine has like nine issues worth of exposition in it. Um, yeah, like yeah, you couldn't have peppered that in crazy. throughout the series. It's like it's it's like an episode of Lost or like yeah. a season uh, of Lost where like good, it just keeps. Yeah. Don't talk at, trash at on end, Lost. Well, like hey, there's no, there's like nothing it. wrong with it. It's an effective it's an effective use for drama and, and audience engagement. But like at the end of every issue, there's like a new mystery too. revealed, yeah. but no answers until like the end of the season almost. And yeah. it's like, well, that's just wholly unsatisfying. Correct. And I think one of my problems with the pacing in that it is taking place in the universe of the DCAU of Batman, but it doesn't really follow through with a lot of the storytelling uh, styles that uh, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the shows would use because, like you just mentioned, there's tons of expedition dumps uh, mm-hmm. in here uh, to the point where it would somewhat be difficult uh, to read. Like, oh man, I got to read another one and another one. And you know, the old the uh, the DCAU shows would often kind of sort of show instead of tell, and mm-hmm. that would also kind of extend to some of the comics based on those shows uh, would mm-hmm. also kind of play in that kind of uh, storytelling styles, uh, which sometimes made this a little bit uh, difficult to read in that regard. And uh, I do think the story goes on, I don't know, maybe three issues longer than it needs to, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we're 72 issues of the Batman Beyond stripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you haven't right, looked at yeah. yet. But that, then that carries on the story. Well, so. it's also like, what, what was... You know, did they have an idea for like quote unquote the point of the comic? Like, was there a like our you know point of legacies? I keep comparing them. It's easy to compare them, I guess. At the especially well, I mean, especially if one's kind of not directly, but if one's informed by the other, it's hard not to. Yeah. Well, and DCAnimes.com plugs legacies on their front page. Like they they love us too. So you know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean. Not after this. <laughs> no, no. no it, I'm just saying, like the, you know, we're our, you know, we're okay. We have a goal to tell the missing stories between JLU and Batman Beyond, and then this is technically like one of them in their minds, <laughs> like the creators. But like, why? What? What? What does this add to the universe? What does it connect to other things? You know. And, and I, I still, mm-hmm. like, I have to keep coming back to, I do still enjoy <laughs> this comic to an extent. I just think that, like, it was a little bit misguided yeah. sometimes, I guess, is what we're kind of taking away from it, I guess. So mm-hmm. It's a big it spoiler, but yeah. in number 10, they even killed Terry McGinnis, and that is, like, not deserved at all. It's They didn't earn it. They introduced him in number 10. They kill him off at the end of the issue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just like, why did you do that? They kill him off in like the worst way, too. You should read it. Read number 10. And you can see. <laughs> Some, yeah. Something. I. Yeah. Something. I was definitely trying to play catch up with that. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, so something that uh, that confused me, because like I said, I, I only read the first couple of issues. Um, I'm, I'm actually like on the call trying to catch up and read the rest of them. But uh, <laughs> but so early on, there was like a Mr. Freeze's head appeared for a couple. Did did that ever pay off? I, like, I'm trying to. Nope. I, he was in the Batcave for some reason. I, <laughs> it was like maybe they assumed he was like one of his Batcave trophies. Yeah. I was huh. hoping that wasn't his actual head. I think it was. It, well, he oh, says because something, that means, I think. Because but... <laughs> that means they kidnapped him and held him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This like, is mine know. now. Yeah. Which we bring him in legacies. Like, it's still kidnapping even him. if it's just a head. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. No, that's headnapping that you're thinking of. It's completely different um, Believe me, I'm well versed on this. The, I've uh, had many a court date. The the Futurama <laughs> Museum has some explaining to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. man. But well, but, I think it's worth a read just to see yeah. what it could have been. Yeah. They also have some prose stuff on here. There's something called The Lost Chapters that was more or less just like a Barbara Gordon Supergirl team up thing but they never wrote it as a comic it was all just like prose fan fiction which is interesting too if you're yeah. into that thing but that's another like associated yeah. thing yeah I, I definitely think that um there wasn't a planned outcome for this because yeah a couple of the story change the a couple of the changes in the plot you know really does god i was i was starting to think about um the amazing spider-man with the reveal on the hobgoblin which i don't know if you know that story but uh, for a good long while, um, the writer had been building up this mystery of who the Hobgoblin was in the 80s Spider-Man comics. And the writer eventually quit before the reveal happened. This is And this storyline was going on for a couple of years and building up. And he was very obviously building up to a character. And he had quit. So they kind of like the Marvel's uh, editors kind of like, you know, took over like, okay, where we go from here and started, you know, in uh, directing the story to a couple other characters. And a lot of people were thinking he was the character Ned Leeds. And there were a lot of clues pointing, very obvious clues pointing that way. And then I can't remember, I think it was Tom DeFalco who was editing and he gave the job to Peter David to, to do the reveal. And <laughs> Peter David said, yeah, sure. It's Ned Leeds. Right. And he said, no, we're killing off Ned Leeds, and you're going to have it be this other guy. And he goes, no, it has to be Ned Leeds. And he gives all these explanations of that they've been building for the last couple of years. And he tells Peter David, oh, excuse me. He tells Hold Peter. Sound? Uh, yeah, I live in, I live in a city. Anyway, he tells Peter David, oh, no, we killed Ned Leeds. Uh, that just came out <laughs> uh, this month. We're putting it in, in uh, Spider-Man vs. Wolverine. You have to do it this thing. So he, Peter David had to backtrack and try and figure out how to make the dead character the one who was the Hobgoblin. Oh, <laughs> that kind of reminded me of, of this right here. It's like, okay, uh, how do we do this? Let's backtrack here. Let's do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's somehow, sometimes when you're writing a story and you don't have like a, a intended outcome, you can kind of go off track in those directions. And sometimes it's obvious. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. For for legacies, like like I said, having the the end in mind has been really helpful. Even though we've definitely gone through the middle and kind of <laughs> rearranged some things based off things that we've learned, um, but overall it stayed pretty close. And yeah, 
It's flexible enough in that regard. I think with all the criticism we give the comic, it's still like regardless a a major um, dedication to make something like this, as Ted, Ted and I know, and you guys know. Um, so it's it, it's definitely like it's yeah, like Ted said, it's worth checking out and and just appreciating, you know, that for the same you know non-paid uh, unofficial status of these guys you know just making something this vast and this uh in depth is pretty um amazing i guess is the right word for it um mm-hmm. i still really appreciate yeah the work that they put into it and how how it still you can read it now and it, it, it i mean the story it's kind of a testament i guess to stories in this universe is that they they kind of stand the test of time and don't really age often i mean these these comic issues are what 12 13 years old and they're not uh you know that i don't they don't feel like that they just are happen to be hosted on a website that i know is that old so (laughs) (laughs) which is something you think it's really cool that this website is hosting these even all these years later too Mm -hmm. i think that's a really neat thing for like a website with official ties to do yeah. Well, the links were broken up until we, uh, we asked them <laughs> yeah, to bring them back r- rose from <laughs> the this. Yeah. We're like, hey, we're trying to read these again to talk about them on a podcast. How come the links aren't working? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and now they are again. So. Yay. We're the link police yeah. for World's Finest quite often. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great website. Like, oh, God, these guys again. When are they going to outgrow this website? I know the Teen Titans links don't work. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's something, though, with Legacies. We tried to, well, James uh, created our website that hosts the comic, and he did an amazing job with it. I know personally, like, my one request was that uh, image viewer function that you could do where you can kind of turn the pages Mm -hmm. like it's an actual book. Um, that was something I, I really wanted from the get-go. But then a couple of our readers couldn't read that over a certain browser, their phone or something, so we ended up providing CBR download files and, um, uh, like, just an image scroll. Yeah. You can just scroll through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, that, that is something on this website. And, I mean, it's from the early 2000s, so I'm not yeah. expecting much. But, God, clicking next page every time. It's <laughs> <laughs> painful. Yeah. God help you when you're ready to go back to the beginning. I'm lucky I just had the link to, like, the archive page. Yeah. And nice. so I just started, like, closing the tab and opening that link back up again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, going back. It is, it oh, is I'm glad funny. to hear you say that. I had that trouble, too. It is funny <laughs> to think about how, you know, I'm looking at the cover for the, the first page of issue one right now. And it's t- I can scroll down to the point where I can see the entire thing in on one on my computer screen and in at the time you know it was like the entire width of your computer was taken up by the width of that page and it's like such a small jpeg by today's standards that i'm constantly thinking about that with the legacies site is like okay you know at one point am i gonna have to go back and be like oh nobody has 1080 size screens anymore now it's all 12k and i gotta <laughs> upgrade everything but <laughs> uh, yeah it all sort itself out <laughs> well maddie thanks for joining us <laughs> it, yeah. I, i'm i'm sitting here trying to trying to read i just got up to the the one you guys said wasn't colored <laughs> yeah oh nice yeah i told you <laughs> well yeah well it's been fun i guess it's a natural conclusion yeah yeah <laughs> I, I had a great time talking about it with you guys it was a lot of fun to be on here thanks yeah. a lot 
It's not often yeah, that there's two different uh, DCAU fan comics of caliber and to to talk about on separate podcasts. <laughs> That's not really a thing that exists. So I'm glad it is that now. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That was a geek gentleman. We're the twelfth level intellects. Yes. Thanks. Thanks to you guys for being on here and for letting us yeah. be on your show. No, it was yeah. it was a joy. Uh, thank you. I'm um, really happy to be here, and um, thanks you. Uh, thank you for coming on our show too. This yeah, was, was definitely great. definitely a crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it has been a fun Maddie time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was expecting Maddie to say the BoJack line, but that's okay. What is this a crossover <laughs> oh, yeah, episode? Thank you, there you go. Someone's got to say it. <laughs> the, the answer would be just yes. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. What, yes what, were we, what else was it? Yeah. Erica, right, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're back. Great. You, right before I blop, <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, I bang. I I think I've decided for my for comic relief stuff. I'm going to include uh, like things that I've watched, like movies, TV shows, whatever, instead okay. of reading, because I do a lot more of that than I do reading things, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I am struggling to always come up with some sort of comic or something that I read, but <laughs> instead I will talk about something I you watched. got to read so more. I don't know if you want to go first, because you probably actually read something, but... Well, I can't talk about Doomsday Clock number eight No, yet. you can't. It's in the mail. you haven't read it. What a surprise. Um, James is behind on Doomsday Clock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, instead, I could talk about Justice League Drowned Earth, which is crossover. I'm also going to oh, read that. <laughs> but you can, well, talk, you can okay, talk about I'll, that. It's not as important to me. I've got I've got two other options. I okay, always have to come prepared yeah, with options do, yeah. for you here. Can't I can spoil things for the audience. I just can't spoil things for you. Yeah, we don't anymore. care about people listening to this <laughs> well i'll keep it i'll keep it real short because i do want to glance on doomsday clock and drown oh, yeah. and just well say we that also have both... a, a couple of little letter things so yeah let's okay, get to I'll it keep it i'll keep it I'll, I'll do a short one so they're both really good reads drowned earth uh kind of sets up aquaman and like a new status quo that's a little more close to jason momoa's portrayal um in in a way they give him some tattoos and uh sort of re-evaluate um, his relationship with Atlantis and all this stuff. And it was a really good read. It was really epic. Um, it was a cool Justice League book. Like, um, I think I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. There were a lot of cameo appearances from other superheroes, and the ones that were featured in the story made sense. And uh, they did. Wait, I wasn't listening. Is this Heroes in Crisis? No, this is Drowned Earth. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so overall, yeah, good stuff. Um, Black Manta is really fun in this. The Legion of Doom is in this a good bit, too. It is a Justice League crossover that spins out of those. Yeah, I read part um, one. Because nice. I think it was like, it's because it's spread out over different titles right now, right? Uh, well, it was like a Justice League slash Aquaman Drowned Earth special number one, and then Aquaman slash Justice League Drowned Earth special okay. number two with like two issues. Of yeah, Justice that's right. It's like, you there gotta read Aquaman like, Justice League one, but then you gotta read Justice League Aquaman one or something. And Aquaman, the main Aquaman book is sort of tying into it, but I think you can skip those issues. Yeah. 
Anyway, the other stuff I read, um, Doomsday Clock number eight, uh-huh. uh, obviously is out. I can't talk about it too much, but it's just say like you it's really a, liked a it, really amazing book. Yeah. yeah, a lot of geopolitical stuff going on that kind of mirrors events of our real world uh, politics that I thought was really interesting. Again, um, this is a superhero podcast. It is where we only talk about superheroes. I get I get to poly, <laughs> I get political <laughs> sometimes. Uh. <laughs> it happens. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, it's a really good Superman book. Like yeah, quite Superman often Ted goes on uh, tirades about his thoughts on, on the current, uh, government and all this. Stop me. I, I just tried to edited, stop me. I edit it out every time. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, it's, I barely it edit it. <laughs> well, anyway, read that book. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Um, and I'll just quickly, <laughs> so Shazam, number one, came out by Jeff Johns, and I want to say that that was pretty cool. This is a book that had been in the works for years um, after he and Gary Frank had done the Shazam backup comics with, um, like, around the time Forever Evil And now out. that they're making a movie, they're like, yeah, dude, make the thing. Yeah, I think it just took them, um, like, it th- I think it did get delayed for the movie, but it also it just took them a little while to get, like, the batch of issues under their mm-hmm. belt. Like, while, like, Rebirth was changing, continuity up a little bit every now and then, so there was... Uh, Jeff Johns just seemed like he had a bit well, a much of, on his plate. A lot of the Shazam movie plot looks like it's right out of New 52 Shazam origin, yeah. so... Yeah, and this is a continuation from that. How basically. long of a gap has there been between? Has there been a yeah. Shazam comic yet in it's New Fifty Two era? Maybe four years. Okay. Um, no, not since and like that Shazam origin comic that you're thinking of. Yeah. That was a backup in the Justice League book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it was. He didn't. Has he not had his own title yet? Then in this. No. Okay. So it's yeah, been it's like seven years <laughs> or eight years. I think. I think it's been more like four or five. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, but still. When's the last time he was Captain Marvel? Like he's he, he's not called that, right? Mm-hmm. He's it was right before Flashpoint, and then Flashpoint happens, and he's Captain Thunder oh. during Flashpoint. Oh right, yeah, yeah, in the other yeah. world, mm-hmm. yeah, timeline or whatever. Yeah, Shazam yeah. from there, which may not be a timeline. Maybe it's a Earth because Doom or mm-hmm. uh, what button? Flash I mean. Flashpoint Batman appeared at the end of Batman number sixty for oh. some reason. Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman's still around doing stuff. So I wasn't gonna talk about that book, but, but and Brave did. and the Bold Batman and the Batman and Adam West Batman and Batman mm-hmm. and Robin. I've been doing that so much lately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matty's just gone off on like. <laughs> he can't help himself looking up all the You've Ninja Turtles. Driven yourselves and... crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, the... he's yeah he's like diving into like Ghostbusters universes. Yeah, he's he's becoming that. He'll we'll find we'll him slumped against die. the wall with his eyes burning out. <laughs> I should do that. I should do a fan art of Matty just leaned against the wall with the little smoke eyes, and he's got a bunch of different DCAU screenshots surrounding him and stuff. <laughs> pretty good. Like with the. Like he has like mixed yes pixelated like diff- there's nine months but there's actually twelve months and all like he's just timeline stuff that's messing the with cat and where does pants fit in yeah. on all this the month of pants yeah. uh, it's not it's not worth my time but maybe I'll do that <laughs> uh, all right well uh, I watched um, uh, 
the Ralph Breaks the Internet, the second Wreck-It Ralph movie. Have nice. you seen the first Wreck-It Ralph movie? No, but I hear it's good. It actually is good. I didn't like. I didn't watch it till earlier this year. I think it's like six, seven years old at this point. Um, mm-hmm. The only like thing I remembered about it was a, a scene in the trailer where he's in like a AA meeting for supervillains with like Bowser and stuff like that. So I thought that was gonna be like the whole movie it was oh it's just LOL video game reference. Um, but it, it was barely that, like it had its own story and everything. The second one is definitely LOL internet reference though. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just the whole movie, um, like memes and everything. Yeah. Like it's just, the- it's another emoji movie. <laughs> it's right. not, it's not quite as, as bad as that, but it's, uh, there's just a lot of like, Oh, look over there. It's Twitter. Cause that's, you know what that is. Like mm-hmm. that's the joke. Like it's like, um, uh, the Red Letter Media on YouTube, they do a bunch of good uh, movie reviews and stuff. They did a, um, they talked when they talked about uh, the like the scare. They've mentioned like the scary movies uh, or like superhero movie, epic movie. Those those things. Right, right. And how the, all of those movies are just look. It's Pamela Anderson. That's the joke. You know, <laughs> like that, uh-huh. that was kind of what this was sometimes. And it also had um, <laughs> the Batman Ninja, where all the monkeys make a yeah. giant, giant monkey. <laughs> nice. All, there's a Wait. there's a virus that replicates Ralph, and a bunch of Ralphs make a giant Ralph that <laughs> he fights at the end of the movie. That's great. That's yeah. So, yeah. So that was I, I leaned over to Jessica because like it the the virus started replicating him. And I mm-hmm. leaned over to Jessica and said, like, and then all the monkeys make a giant monkey. And, like, we laughed about that a little bit. And then they started making a giant Ralph. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it. Yeah, We were the only people in the theater, which was really nice. It was a, what, Tuesday night movie review, you could say. It was a Tuesday night, like, uh, 8 o'clock showing. Like, no one's going to be mm-hmm. there. Um, or I guess it was Monday night. Um, but the... Yeah, there was no little kids running around and stuff, which was nice. Um, but yeah, there, I don't know. It was fine. I would, I would, I guess if you if you liked the first one, go see the second one because there's a handful of good scenes. There's like a good uh, Disney princess moment, a few moments. Um, it was in the trailer, but she ends up, the little girl mm-hmm. ends up in a Disney princess area of the internet, and they have a lot of good jokes about how Disney princesses are very. Uh, they need a man and stuff like that. Like it's, I don't know. It's sure. good stuff. Yeah. A little, yeah. little out of date. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, I be, I meant to look it up. I'm not going to now, but I think that ha, like half of the princesses have their original voice actors. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Oh, cool. Like nice. Mulan and Ariel sounded exactly like, um, what I expect yeah. them to. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> cool. I, it wasn't as good as the first one, but the sequels like this rarely are. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna look up. Uh, we got a we got an untitled mail segment. Uh, we got trace things. It looks like okay. um, that's so, Spanish for three. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> this one's from Joshua Hammond. He's written in a few times. Say, hey, Watchtower database is Jaxer and Mala or yeah. I'm sorry. He wrote this a little mm-hmm. weird. Jaxer and Mala are DCAU versions of Zod and Feora, and maybe if Zod and Feora appeared in the DCAU in some way. Uh, yeah, and. 
like archetype they are you know like they're kryptonian yeah uh, they serve the same purpose in the show um yeah the same backstory so like for those intents and purposes there but they are definitely different characters and in the dcau we do see general zod uh a couple times in the tie-in comic book material yeah it's kind of debatable if he's canon or not (laughs) but he's still there yeah he's been explored um uh yeah no jaxer is also like a character he's like a general of zods or like he's Mm -hmm. not a general i guess he's a i don't know acolyte of zods in some way um in like man of steel he's there uh he's the weird like gangly old guy (laughs) i don't know how (laughs) to describe him Uh uh-huh yeah, and they're both from the comic books too. Like they were both um, Kryptonian uh, villains from back in the Silver Age. Yeah. So these are not original to the DCAU by any means. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I uh, also got um, just Batman fan. His name is Guy. Odd question, but would you rather have all four seasons of BTAS but could only watch every episode once, or have the Dark Knight trilogy and you could watch that infinite times? Hmm. Uh, I think I'd go with the infinite one. Yeah, because then I, I don't want to get bored. Yeah. <laughs> like if I, I mean, is this a world where those are the only possible things I can watch? Yeah, that's that would change things. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if it's like I can watch anything I want, then but I uh, does this also mean BTAS doesn't exist in the world where I can watch anything that I want? Or <laughs> we have it, world questions. Is that else world? There's either the world where yeah, these this is the most interesting of the multiverses. The worlds <laughs> where you can only watch the TV show one time. Is like is the world where I can watch Dark Knight trilogy Maybe infinite it's... times. Also a world where BTAS doesn't exist, or is it also there? But I can only watch i don't know <laughs> now is this like a monkey's paw thing like yeah. if you're watching dark knight trilogy infinite times are you strapped down to a chair being forced to watch yeah, the it little knuckles every time they watch and it. if it's if you can only see batman the main series once i can only assume that's because the world's gonna end when you finish it and then you go like i wish btas was back and the monkey's so you like, hold off on, and then you it, hold off on watching that last episode yeah um judgment day yeah. you do not pop that Ooh. one in <laughs> yeah else the world ever watch judgment dies. day yeah everyone knows <laughs> <it's> judgment day <laughs> <laughs> all right uh and then he had he had another question uh for the uh another question for the podcast of all the bat suit designs in the dcau uh what's your guys favorite mine is the new adventure suit it's uh, I like this suit where uh, it has um, gray highlights on his head and gloves, but not on the trunk. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just making stuff because there's so many different little variations. I like the classic animated series suit. Yellow yeah. metal belt, the yellow oval. I think I would prefer that suit if it was seen more in the whoever anim- whatever company animated mm-hmm. Sub-Zero it's the like yeah. tightest it ever looks like it's the best streamlined version of that animation style because mm-hmm. most of my memories of that suit are just like kind of clunky animation <laughs> so yeah uh yeah i don't know it's yeah it's the best there's also one. a really cool suit in uh the justice league episode star crossed 
Yeah, the it's, at one it's point. there in the display case. I know which one mm-hmm. you're talking about. It's a yellow bat suit. Oh, the YOLO bat suit? YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's the end of the show. <laughs> uh, we're we're out every other Monday. This is a podcast. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> oh. This is on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, we'd like to think An audio show. Yes, that's a, that's what it, a podcast we, is. Uh, we'd like to thank Adam Casting Mullen. Oh my! Like, you keep Adam Mullen <laughs> for writing music for us and for the uh, podcast. Thank, yes. No, for just for my personal music collection. <laughs> Some of it, yes. I, <laughs> like, he's written a handful of iReality. That's my movie. Uh, like, temp tracks that I just listen to every once in a while. Because uh, they're cool. And uh, also thanks to the Geeky Gentleman, again, for coming on and for having us on their show. Um, yeah, Ian well, and again, Justin Gentleman. Yes. <laughs> again, we'll link to the epi- their episode somewhere in the description uh, for... Uh, if if it if you're listening to this, you look in the description. It's not there. It's only because we posted these episodes on the exact same day, and I'll update it as soon as <laughs> it is up. <laughs> uh, and then we'll probably share it other places too, social media, which is at DCAU Watchtower. By the way, nice. that's how nice you transition. Can, thank you. Yeah. I'm getting good at those, DC, man. At DCAU Watchtower, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that's and it's uh, info at watchtowerdaybase.com. Yeah, if you wanted to. <laughs> If you want to email us, you can also go to watchtowerdatabase.com to listen to this podcast. But why would you? Why would you do that? But why, why would you say that? <laughs> That's it's a great little website, man. Go, it's got go videos. There. It's got podcasts. Go it's got comics. Uh, we're also sure. on patreon.com slash DCAU Watchtower. If this guy would stop interrupting everything I'm saying uh, so that people can Maybe hear Maybe if we had more me. Patreon oh money, I'd, I wouldn't have to. I think that's pretty much all the uh, important stuff I need to say. <laughs> we got videos out on the channel Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday until further notice. And uh, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> you, y- yellow, you entertain ladies like, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what. You said there at the end of that was yellow. The word yellow, Uh, spelled out. God. All right. Bye. (laughs)